0: So, yeah, some of the wildest things that I've ever seen happen in the insurance industry did not happen to my agency, thank goodness. I'll get to some of those, but it's it's worth telling. And it was an agent out of Washington, he's no longer with the company, but he was telling me about the an incident in which a house got turned into Swiss cheese. And what had happened, there were a couple individuals who were doing a Revolutionary War reenactment because of course Washington was a state at the time, right? And they decided that well, they got some cannons. And they got permission to fire them off, blanks, but a few cocktails later, and bowling balls were loaded in this. And a family who had left luckily for the afternoon comes home to find a bunch of holes in their house. And what had happened was this revolutionary war reenactment got a little out of hand. They fired off these cannonballs. ATF got involved. they had they ultimately ended up having to pay back all the money to the insurance company to avoid time and like felonies and all sorts of issues. But yeah, absolutely ridiculous. house turned into Swiss cheese. But, no, as far wow. as like a typical day in Alaska, it's the calls that it's like, well, I, I didn't hit a bison, a buffalo hit me, or, you know, <laughs> oh, we hit another moose, or there's a lynx, or I don't know, it's just all that kind of stuff, so it's life in Alaska, and I'm yeah. Chris Marrock. I'm with the Chris Marrock Agency up here in Fairbanks, Alaska, and I'm an insurance dude.
1: Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our
2: agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretziker. I am Jason Feltman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews
1: with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast.
2: Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an
1: absolutely fantastic
2: year for you. See you there. (laughs) Love it. Amazing. Love it, Chris. Welcome. It's our first nice. Alaskan. Yes. Yeah, we, well, it's, we it's a pleasure. And we broke the rule. Like usually, you know, we say save some of the good stuff for the uh for the podcast at least some of it, but uh man, we we got into a really cool conversation and yeah, so interesting cuz yeah, we don't know a lot about Alaska market. Most don't. Like it's yeah.
1: It's a nice little hidden secret. Have you yes. always been are you from Alaska? Born and raised. Oh, so okay.
0: yeah, both my parents moved up here. They're from the Midwest and they moved up here to be teachers in a little village. And as they have put it, if it weren't for me and my younger sister being born when we were, they probably would have still been out there in the village teaching. They absolutely love that life. And we're talking like a village of 300 people. And oh, wow. so tiny, middle of nowhere, they loved it. But when we were born, they realized to give us the best chance, they probably should move to one of the cities. And so it was either kind of Fairbanks or Anchorage. And it actually kind of ties into how I get, like they picked Fairbanks and where they moved and ultimately built their house was right next door to the agency owner that I ultimately ended up buying out years later. So grow up. Family no friends. way. Yeah. So small town Fairbanks. That's, there you go.
2: Village people. <laughs> <Kinda>. <laughs> Except, yeah, a little bit different. I think
0: there's a dance that goes with that one. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, that you- is super, super cool, man. Wow. Yeah. so Uh, Born
0: and raised up here. Absolutely love it. As I put it, I'm here by choice at this point. A lot of people, they want to bolt and leave, but it's like, no, I, I love it up here. I love getting out. Don't get me wrong, but I love it up here.
2: Love it. Love it. Okay. So I got to hear the story of how you bought the agency. So how did you get into the insurance business? And well, like everybody, uh, we knew we were gonna grow up and get <laughs> the agents, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So I, I want to know that whole story behind yeah. the um you grew up with that insurance agency.
0: Not really. Well, he was the family insurance agent. Yeah, like I said, we, we grew up and it was one where I was going to school up here at UAF, University of Alaska Fairbanks, and I had a semester left, and he's like, What are you doing when you're done with school? And have you ever thought of insurance? And it's like, no, Jim. Nobody thought of insurance except Jeremy Olsen. He's the one person who thought of insurance. <laughs> I was going to say
1: that. He's it, the like, only one. Every time you,
0: you talk to anybody, and everybody, he's the only one that I've ever met in this 10 years now, 11 years that is like, yeah, I know I'm going to be in insurance. But no, like, honestly, I had no clue. Like, everybody else, somehow we ended up here, literally tens of thousands of us. And long story short, he's like, well, do you want to come? He'd been that agent, I think, at 24, 25 years at that point. And he's like, well, do you want to come work for me for a summer? See if you like like, Sure, I got a semester left. Don't know what to do. We'll treat it as an internship. And so just kind of did some telemarketing for him and just kind of learned the business over the summer. And with kind of the idea of if I like it, okay, I'll come back after my last semester and I'll work for you. And if not, Hey, thanks for the job experience, real world. And I don't know something I never want sure. to do. So <laughs> right. graduate, enjoyed it, came back, started working for him. And then from day one, it was kind of like, well, you know, I've been doing this 25 years. I'd like to eventually get out of here and you know groom you to take over the office if that's something you'd be interested in so like great and so from literally day one there was nothing that was off limits all the reports like his taxes anything i wanted to see like nothing was off limits and like i said like rewinding back i've known him since i was like four and like him and his son my dad and i would go on fishing trips every summer and like he's the reason i'm a red wings fan like we don't have professional sports up here but he's from michigan and the whole deal was i grew up playing hockey it's like Hey, if you want to come over and watch hockey, because my parents didn't have cable, he had ESPN. It's like, if you want to come over and watch hockey, you got to cheer for the guys in red. Like, okay, fair enough. And I remember in 95 crying when they got swept by the devils. Like, ah. But no, it's <laughs> getting getting distracted. But no, he was, it was a great mentorship, got to really learn the business. And he had approached me with, well, I'm ready to be done. And I kind of, in my mind, figured like, all right, ready to be done means he's going to still own it for a while. And I'm going to manage it. And then we'll eventually begin a buyout, which I figured would have it. 10, 11 years ago been about now we would have started that. And know, he's right. like, No, I'm ready to be done. Like done. <laughs> Okay. So I'm 27 and like, all right, let's figure this out. Like I have no idea how am I gonna make this happen? And like I said, everything had been open. It was great. We spent hours kind of negotiating, like learning the book. And you know, during the time that I'd worked for him, you know, we kind of realized like every time I'm writing policies for him or growing the book, I'm shooting myself in the foot because the book comes more valuable. And so, you know, one of the things that we'd agreed upon was Here's the value of here's how big your book was before I started, and you know we grew it thirty percent in those three years. And so it's like, okay, well, there's definitely going to be a reduced value on what I helped build. You definitely you know deserve it, but everything was available for negotiation. And we ultimately, over hours and hours and many dinners, just kind of figuring out a price that worked for both of us. He wanted to owner finance, and I was like, great, all right. Well, I'm going to go do my due diligence because I'm not going to pay you more than what a bank would give me. That'd be dumb. But you're going to make a lot more on interest. I'm going to save a lot on interest. Like this works for everybody. Right. And so, you know, when he goes in, we go to a CPA and she's like, wait a second, he's the buyer. She's like, we can't have this conversation here. Like I represent you. He's like, no, I'm not paying you $300 an hour to tell me you can't tell me anything. We're going to structure this deal. Right. And so like I said, everything, it, it worked very well. And yeah, it's been been awesome ever since. Like, Of course, ridiculous, but no, still very awesome.
2: It's right. like a movie, dude. Like, like I love it. I love it. The culture in Alaska is so much nicer <laughs> than California. You mean it's not like
1: that in Southern California?
2: It's yeah. quite a bit different. Yeah. There would be a lot of <laughs> lawyers. There would be a lot of uh, 40 lawyers on each yeah.
1: side. <laughs> well, we still had an attorney involved,
0: but no, we literally had lived, drafted all the details and you know, we go to it and just say, hey, can you make sure there's nothing on here that's going to screw over either one of these individuals, like him or I? Like, right. we're, and they're like yeah. are we sure you don't want it? It's like, no, 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 we're, we're not worried about that. We agree. We just want to make sure there's nothing that's either super detrimental to one of us. Like, can we make this work this way? And so they tweaked a few things. But overall, no, it was a very, very good experience.
2: I don't so know either. why anybody wouldn't
0: go into a win-win. So,
1: Right. And so yeah. you had a unique experience because not many agents come in and uh, have this mentor type thing. Usually it's, it's all of a sudden you're drinking from a fire hose and there's yep. a burning building and then they turn the water off. And you're like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> right so keep drinking yeah right. drink it was <laughs> yeah. was it different than a lot of the experiences you hear when you're listening to your favorite podcast or is it similar <laughs> like did did you have some early wins that that kind of made this something that you were certain you wanted to do or you know what turned the corner for you
0: well yeah for me like I said it was during those first few years that I was working for him before he said let's do it that really let me kind of learn the business and I I knew what I was getting into and I would encourage that for everybody. And maybe it's not a full because it was three years that I ultimately worked for him before buying him out. Yeah. But you know that's not always going to work for everybody. And but I'd definitely give you know some advice to somebody who wants to buy, but go and work for an office for even a few months. Like a month's not enough to really get an idea. And if you're not willing to put in two three months to really try and learn something that you're considering <laughs> yeah. diving in on, you shouldn't do it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're yeah. going to
0: invest that much time and money, that's ridiculous. So yep. no, I, it was a great experience and and mentorship's huge, whether it's in this realm or anything, it's, it's something I would fully encourage. And I've, it's not something I've been like, I've kind of accidentally fallen into it with the people that I look up to and mentors and have some great ones, even in the industry. And so fully encourage that. But yeah, you it. hear stories of the, you know, it's like, did this FSL just need to fill their numbers? Is that why this person's in class? And, you know, they're shutting down <laughs> and you feel bad for them because right. it's like they were sold a bag of goods. And not exactly a good bag either. So, you know, <laughs> you hear ups. those stories and yeah, <laughs> and they suck <laughs> for sure, but it's, that's where you got to do your due diligence. And I,
2: yep. hundred percent. I agree. So what is your team look like now? Um, how many people are on it and what are their roles in your agency? Yeah.
0: So right now we're the most staffed up I've been in a while, which is wonderful. And, and again, that's one of those things: hire out. Like I tried doing it all internally, and that's a lesson that took me way too long to learn. Like you can't do it all. Hire, right? Like so. So Who'd you hire as I use Team Hired. They were fantastic. Cool. It was Brittany yep. at Team Hired was amazing, and I got that from a referral from another Alaskan agent, like Stan Debo. So he's somebody else to be awesome to talk to with his thirty plus years of stories. So oh, awesome. <laughs> so, but no, she was great and helped me get staffed up. And right now, I've got two people in agency, not including myself, two people in agency and two people working part-time remotely. And Mm -hmm. the remote is, they just kind of help handle the phones and just kind of the incoming. And they do a lot more outbound though. Like when we're all tied up, then they'll answer. But primarily it's the two people in office who are handling more of the the service. Cause we're still a very, like my office is wide open. You walk in and so I cracked up when you're saying earlier, you know, somebody came in and like, the stories you're talking about, like, are you the business owner? Are you Craig? Are you Jason? Like that happens. I'm literally intentionally sitting out in the office. I'm not behind a door. It's one big open room. In part, it helps with the training with the team and the staff. So I overhear something, I can provide instant feedback or if they've got a question for me. And there's some detraction to that, but overall it's been mostly positive and it's great in a small town community like we're in, we build those connections. And like I said, it's entirely different. I talk to agents who are in high rises is where their agency is and they've never seen a client and to me it's like a totally different concept like what how do you do this like that
2: yeah, yeah. but well, I yeah love, so i love yeah, that we're we're hear, we're hearing that a lot lately where there's the combination of in the office and remote man if this conversation would have happened 3 years ago it's so different right so 3 years
0: yeah it's ridiculous and that was at a time so i finally signed up again one of those things took me forever like i'm a slow learner but at the same time like you'll figure it out like it's <laughs> i had 3 landlines we're coming in and out. I wasn't on a VoIP system until just three years ago. Nice. And the whole reason that happened was my sister came on board to work for us yeah, after she had a, her baby and was working from home and just trying to, she's trying to figure out like, what does she want to do? And she's doing the stay at home mom thing. And it just didn't, you know, play that game of, well, do I go back and work kind of part time, but then the amount of money I'm spending doesn't really equate to what I'm paying the babysitter. Like it just didn't add up. So it's like, well, I always need extra help in the office. You want to do some of my renewal calls or just like, you know, thank yous. That I'm huge on that. Just call, tell people thank you. Yeah, like it catches yep. them off guard every time. And so she started with that. And eventually she got fully licensed up and she was just going to do an appointment setting. Just literally that, hey, thanks for your continued business with the office. And then it just kind of turned into, well, she's working from home. And that forced me to get to a VoIP system to allow her to work from home. And then mm-hmm, 2020 nice. happens. And it's the greatest thing that I'd ever did was make sure that I was able to work remotely and seamlessly. So the whole team. So
1: yeah, love it's, it's so important to adapt to the changes that happen across the landscape, which is it's constant, right? Always. Yeah. Talk yeah. about the culture there with your team.
0: So it's one where I'm a competitive person. I grew up playing competitive hockey, but there's also both my parents were teachers, like I mentioned earlier. And so there's that aspect of kind of the nurturing side of things. So just trying to foster that environment where A, they want to come to work and B, that the clients come in and have fun being with them. And so just trying to make it that lighter environment, that's kind of the whole approach that we take to the office, both the sales and the service side. Of it. it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Insurance does not need to be this mysterious thing. Like And so all about kind of breaking down barriers, breaking down mystery behind things. Got no problem showing people computer screens or showing them my own policy on just here's why I do this, this is why I'm recommending it to you. And so, you know, just building that in the office and, you know, we have our, our monthly goals that it's like, okay, we do this and we're going to go have a, you know, a, a fun team party. Let's go to the hibachi restaurant uh, if we hit it this week, and you know, all right, close out the month strong or whatever. So, you know, just having fun. And I mean, you know, I know myself, I love to travel. I love spending time outside of the office and I want that for them as well too. And from the standpoint of as long as we are hitting our numbers and they know what their, their numbers are. Then, as weird as it sounds, I don't really have a cap on time off. Now, it's not all paid time off, but it's like, you go do what you want to do to stay out and be refreshed and relaxed and come back and you know be present when you're here so you can be present when you're gone. I know that works for me. I'm finding my rhythm in that one. It took me too long, but I finally did, and I love it. Spend time out of the office to enjoy my time when I'm in the office, and that's
2: been a huge game changer. Love it. Love it. Super cool. So I know we kind of talked about recruiting, you use Team Hired. Could you just touch on like what you've learned a- along the way for hiring and uh, yeah, so, what do you do when you bring people on?
0: So team hired was great from the standpoint of they had met in their boot camp. Part of it was, I think what was most key was trying to do those team interviews. And when I did the math on it, it was the equivalent of me paying somebody $11 an hour to be a full-time recruiter for my agency. So as soon as I thought about it in those terms, like it was a no brainer. Like this is right something constantly looking. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. Let's do that. And so they're looking, they're looking. And then we do our, those weekly group meetings and kind of boil it down. Okay. We get our couple people that we want to talk to and then go through and we'd actually invite them into the office. And my team is part of the existing members are part of this conversation. I want them to overhear it. And it helps eliminate that the person does get hired that awkward first day. Like, hi, I'm Joe. Uh, what's your name? It's like, no, you've already met all these people and they helped. You know, put it this way. Yes, there are some individuals that have slipped through the cracks in the past. Where it's like, how did we all whiff on this individual? Like they came (laughs) on super strong. They had great references. Like that's one thing. Yeah, always check the references. That's like it sounds like common sense. And I didn't, and it burned me. And what one lady she had uh, when I came back from lunch to find out she told the whole team that she can grow mushrooms out of her fingers. And upon she shortly (laughs) put in a resignation after that. (laughs) <laughs> and we looked her up and found out that she'd been arrested for chasing her children around town with a trident. Like it's like oh my check references. Yeah. It's nuts. So
1: <laughs> check references. Yeah. We just, we I know just, there's a lot of questions. We just casually went past. She can grow mushrooms out of her fingers. <laughs> yeah. I think, was, I think we need to touch on this.
0: I wasn't there for the conversation. This is what was reported back to me by the rest of the team. I was just like, Hey, so and so mentioned she can grow a mushroom out of her finger. like, what? <laughs> like, hey, how did it even get to this part in the conversation? Right. Like, what was the talk path to get there? I don't know. I don't know what was going on. But yeah, she's one she came with great references. She'd worked in insurance before, been licensed, which of course, all oh, great, you know. And where I've actually found more success through the years has been people that have it's more work, but it's so much less problems and they stick around so much longer. If you have the patience and the time to train them from the beginning.
1: Yeah. And I know we're kind yeah. of
0: looping back to that boot camp with team hired, what was so great. So after I said, yes, this is somebody I'm hiring, putting them through a two week crash course. I used to be, yep, come on board and um, like over too considerate of life. And it sounds weird to say, but like life would happen and six months after they've been hired and they're still not licensed when they got hired for a yeah. license. And it's just, oh, cause this would come up and that. And of course life comes up. That's what, literally the industry we're in. And yep. so, you know, life would happen they weren't licensed. Expectations were not set clearly, obviously, and it was a disaster. And so my whole thing now had kind of moved to if you're not licensed within the first 60 days, obviously this is not for you. You're testing. So then with this boot camp that they walked through, and all of a sudden the two people that I've hired through Team Hired, which have been fantastic, they both went through this two week boot camp and both passed their licensing first attempt. And so it's like the time saver there is like, yeah, you're spending a little bit more money what it seems like in the short term, but how much money did I spend some on somebody over six months figuring out they were right. <laughs> right. Tens thousands. Thousands. So, I'd, so I'd so much rather than wash out after two weeks, if it's not for them versus two, three, yeah. four months. So it's the cost you know, of doing business.
1: If you're going to have employees, yeah. you're going to have whiffs and, and people aren't going to work out. We need to cut that at the front end. Man, Absolutely. Right. I mean, or at least if they can grow mushrooms out of their fingers, you can harvest those them <laughs> and, and make solid. You do great at burning, man. So (laughs) (laughs) those kind of mushrooms. Okay. Ah, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) So you use that on the front end to ensure that their success, what about after they're licensed and and then walking through their first couple months, what kind of things are you doing to to really make sure that they hit the ground running and and get results for you? Yeah, for
0: sure. So that one, I've got no problem putting them on the phones right away. And that's, if they're afraid to talk to people, this is not going to work for them. And like I said, we still get 20 to 30 people a day that come into our agency. And so they're still having those face to face conversations with people. And most of those are simple things, but we still get quite a few people who come by and say, hey, I'd like to get an insurance quote. I saw your sign out there on the road. And it's nice. We're on one of the main strips, which helps. But if. A big part of the onboarding is getting them to talk and, and doing the coaching. And one of the things that I signed up for a couple of years ago was one of the training platforms, ASA. That's how I got to meet a lot of the other individuals. And that became something that we did every single day. And I still use both ASA and role play with the Olsen Agency every day. Yeah, And nice. that was a major game changer with our team of they like it from the standpoint of, all right, this is a extra half hour of the day that they're getting paid overtime. We're starting our day with it because i tried it at different times like let's place it in the middle of the day and we'd get interrupted because like i said people can just come into the office like we can't close the doors we weren't going to do that anyways so we moved it to the front of the day doing it at the end of the day that's always a disaster we tried that so we started our morning the first half hour every day that they're getting paid overtime for is literally spent on just training role-playing going through what were the takeaways from the videos like So just going through that, the role play, the practice and getting them comfortable with having these conversations. And, you know, like I said, in my big open room, when I can hear their conversations, able to provide, you know, some stuff, if it's not blatantly wrong, like, hey, yeah, you've got comprehensive and I'm looking at and they don't have comprehensive. I'm not, oh, let's pause there. But if they're, if they're just kind of going down the path, we'll provide some, I'll make some notes and we'll come back. Here's how you might've been able to say something either smoother or better or
2: connected, but
0: otherwise just kind of let them go and let them learn. I know that's how yep. I learned. Learn by screwing stuff up. And you can't be afraid to screw stuff up.
2: Nope. That's what I tell everybody. I tell everybody come in, fail fast. You're going to suck yeah. at this. Like, it, it, don't get intimidated because everybody else is, they have their spiel down and everything. Just, just suck bad and fast. <laughs> it's okay to be humiliated.
0: Like, I tell them that. And it's like, I've messed stuff up intentionally, like, where, oh man, oops, I just overfilled the coffee pot. Like, there's one lady like, just right away and she didn't end up like she, uh, Whole other story, but you know, it's okay to show them that, yes, you can screw up. And I've overfilled it and I'm like, Oh, look what happens. It's not a big deal. Right. Or oops, you know, that sale didn't go as exactly as planned and look what happens. or Hey, this one did because we said this way, like it's okay, you know, right. and don't be afraid to fail. But, and then one of the other big things and I got this from actually Kevin Milnark was make sure that when somebody comes to you with a question, especially in those first couple months, do they already have it written down? Have they already exhausted the methods that they know to look for? And right. if they have already, I don't want them to spend two hours looking at but have they done through those basic things and then come back? All right, fine. And then let's walk through it and let's talk about it and let's go through and write it down. And now you've got it. And if you, I tell them, it's okay to ask me a million different questions. I want you to, it means you're learning a bunch of stuff. But if you ask me the same question a million times, we've got an issue. It's yeah. communication breakdown, whether it's me or whether it's you, I don't know, but let's figure that out because this isn't working. 100%.
1: 100%. Oh, I only did 100%. I did 1,000. 10X'd you, bro. You 10X'd me. <laughs> so uh, let's talk a little bit about the team motivated.
0: So on that side of it, like I said, we they like to have fun. And I, I have found time off is probably the biggest motivator mm. for, for the people on the team. And being able to say yes. And they all know it's like, okay, as long as we've got coverage and as long as like, they're all willing to work together to allow everybody else to have the time off because they know when their time comes up, they're going to get the time off. And I'd say that has been the biggest motivator for the team recently. And as much as they say, oh, it's cash and everybody loves cash. Who doesn't love the cash? But if you're always working, you can't do anything with it. Then what's the point of it? So that has been, I would say, the biggest motivator for keeping the team going. And we'll do little problems like, okay, so if we end up finishing this day with let's make it set an item number for what we're going to finish on the day or finish on this week, everybody gets an extra paid day off or you know everybody we're clocking out early on friday you guys go home i got the phones like whatever it is just go and enjoy the day go and that i think has been because i know what's for me and i know i want people around on the team that yeah they'll they'll challenge and make me think other ways but you don't want somebody pulling you complete opposite direction but like-minded in the sense that if it's going to motivate me it should hopefully and they're motivated by the same things that we can all be pulling together you know we're all on the same dog sled team we'll we'll give you an Alaska reference there. We're all pulling in the same direction.
2: (laughs) Love it. What are you doing for marketing? And we kind of got into this earlier, but... So, like I said, I'm
0: blessed from the standpoint of all the numbers that we've hit through the years have. And just, it's... So, like I said, in the seven years we've been doing it, we've hit honoring or better every year. It's been national conference or better every year, except one. Like, yeah, the first year was just honoring and then everything else has been national conference or better. And, And so we've hit good levels. And... It's all been from referrals. It's wow. been like I said, small town Fairbanks. It's knowing, like I said, growing up here. And it's one of the things I love. Is so much of our conversation is being able to reconnect with people. Like we'll we'll do a 20-minute review. Five minutes of the conversation was talking about their insurance. 15 minutes of it was, yeah, how's your kid doing? Oh, your kid signed up for hockey. Oh, how's your mom doing? How's this? Like, oh, you remember that party hour like whatever it was, it's so much of that small town and, and asking for the referrals. And that's how we've grown and we've grown every single year. So it's a lot of that. It's a lot of sports marketing, like with some of the college and like, we've got college hockey up here. We've got junior hockey up here. Hockey's huge in Alaska. Can't tell. And <laughs> so, you know, sponsoring that. And that was actually uh, kind of ties back to Jim, the guy that I bought out. I'm a huge believer in giving back. And I was not able to grow up playing competitive hockey without, this is what my parents did. When I wanted to play competitive hockey, you've got to fundraise at least $5,000 a year because it wasn't cheap to travel all over the U S and Canada. So that was my deal. So I went to businesses and Jim, the guy about, he was one of my biggest sponsors and I've got my Jersey still. And it has, you know, my last name on it. And then Ozemkoski insurance agency, Inc. That was on the back. And you needed that to get co-op reimbursement dollars or whatever that was (laughs) back in the day.
2: That is so cool. And
0: so that's what I tell everybody now is especially when the kids come in with the parents, the answer is always yes. Yeah. And I mean, can you sponsor my volleyball team or my hockey team or my youth soccer or my racing team or whatever it is? It's like, yes, the answer is always yes. And I tell them, it's not always the big corporate sponsorship. I wish it could be, but it's like, it's always yes. And so my name's all over town on all sorts of the back of jerseys and banners and signs and sun. Like it's all over in that capacity. I'd hope that has something to do with, with the amount of people that recognize or see or come in. And yeah, but it's always yes. And I always tell the kids the same thing too. Like kudos to you for coming That's one of the hardest things to do is actually come in and ask for something. It's what we do every day. And, yeah. you know, just remember this, that when you're older and somebody comes to ask you, I just ask that you make sure you say yes to them as well too. You know, continue going that way. So that's, that's I'd say a big part of it. That's really cool.
1: That. Turn it into a lesson for them too. I love it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and we've got lifelong clients out of that. I got,
0: it was just this last fall and I'm thrilled. Like, so I got an email from the mom who's a client it was their son. It was his freshman year. He made the varsity football team at one of the high schools up here and he came into the office and this kid was shaking. Like he was already sweating, <laughs> like coming into the office and, and mom was out in the van waiting and he came in and he was just like shaking. And he's just, uh, <laughs> is, is Chris, Chris here. And, yeah. Hey, what's going on? And I, I was wondering if you'd like to sp- sponsor me for my football team this year. And, it was yeah absolutely and and just kind of hey bring what do you got on it and come on over and he showed me the sign and you know by the end of he kind of calmed down a little bit and I was telling him the same thing like hey I was only able to play competitive sports growing up because I did the same thing so I get it I know where you guys are at with it and kudos to you and and ended up doing it was like I think 250 bucks and his mom sends me an email after the fact like I don't know what you told him, but thank you. He came back smiling. He said, you're sponsoring him. It's like, this is why we do business. Like, thank you so much for so much oh, more than so just cool. sponsorship. And it's just like, that's the stuff that makes me excited. I love yeah. being able to give back. And yeah. I think that's been one of the coolest things about this. And like I said, growing up here, a lot of people, what, it takes a village to raise a child or whatever that analogy. So, yeah. you know. Community of Fairbanks helped raise me and a lot of my idiot buddies. And now we're in (laughs) position that we can give back. So i
1: love to be able to do that.
2: Oh, so cool, man. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't
1: listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and
2: made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I right over 10 million in premium in the last couple years. And let me tell you on this call,
1: you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results.
2: Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us.
1: And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.